Time now for sports on 104.7 The Cave. Here's Ned Reynolds. Mikey intern Ned Reynolds in the studio on a Thursday morning. I've got my jersey on. Ned's got his jersey on. It is opening day. And everybody, I'm sure, is happy other than the fact that it's a week late. Now, a week late, folks, really, back in the old days, this would be a week early. But this year is a week late because of the nonsense that they had back at the start of the year that never needed to happen, and I think it's caused a lot of ill feeling in Major League Baseball. But over and above that, the season will be played, starts today, except in New York and in Minneapolis, where the games have been put of inclement weather. Here in Missouri, though, everything is go. The Cardinals and Royals both opening up at home at the same time. (laughs) Okay. That's the way it goes. They are in different parts of the state. I do understand that. But, gee, both teams at home at the same time? Well, of course it happens during the regular season. But opening day is something special. Up in St. Louis, it will be historic because while this is not the Cardinals' first DH, they had that, of course, during interleague play when they played in American League cities. It is the first in the 162-game schedule since the National League has allowed that. Cardinals' first official DH for a whole season at least today, will be Albert Pujols. So he goes down in the record books as the Cardinals' first official designated hitter for an entire season. Adam Wainwright will be on the hill. They're not getting any younger with those two in there, believe me. Anyway, they're part of the part of the trio, including Yadier Molina, who probably, not definitely, but probably will close it out at the end of the season. Over and above that, it's the Cardinals and the Pittsburgh Pirates. Pittsburgh is not very good at all. They're generally picked to be in last in the National League Total National League, not just National League Central Division, but National League, period. That's not good. Last year, they won 62 games, had over 100 losses, and they're always seemingly rebuilding, but hey, that's the way it goes, the Pirates and the Cardinals. That's the opening game. Tomorrow, they'll take off in case there are any weather disruptions today. Over in Kansas City, it's the Kansas City Royals and the Cleveland Guardians. Boy, does that take some thinking to get that out for for, you haven't screwed it up yet, though, so I no, applaud you, sir. I will somewhere along the line. <laughs> they're the Cleveland Indians. I don't care what anybody tells you. Anyway, they're the Cleveland Guardians. That's their official name. And the interesting factor about this one, I think the Royals are a very good team. So is Cleveland. But Kansas City has gone back into the nostalgia oh, uh, locker room, so to speak, to get their starting pitcher. Because Zach Greinke, who has not been with the Royals, I'm going to guess 11 or 12 years yeah, it's now. it's been a while. Back, oh, he... Broke in with him, yeah. played here in the Texas League, as a matter of fact. Uh, Granke, who was originally one of the Royals' uh, draft choices and a top pitcher on the team before they traded him to Milwaukee, he'll get the start for the Royals at age 38 against the Cleveland Guardians. It should be a lot of fun. Kansas City's a good team. Are they a contender for a championship? Probably not yet, but I think they will be. Bobby Witt Jr. will be in the starting lineup. He is a superstar in the making. They have some very, very good component parts on this team, so it'll be it'll be very interesting to see what happens. I'm just glad we're back to opening day. I know you're asking yourself, as I mentioned in the beginning, what jerseys are you wearing? Well, I've got my Cardinals jersey. Ned's jersey is a blazer. I do want to tell you, though, there's <laughs> a very interesting note to these opening games, too. This is a little unusual in Major League Baseball. There are tickets available at almost every locale. Oh, I'm not now, surprised there. Why is that? Well, it's a week late, number one, so your schedule's disrupted. But number two, I'm telling you folks, they made a big mistake with that 
contract dispute that went on. That does not sit well with the American public. Well, they're going to have to eat that cake one way or another. Uh, we did have some college baseball played last night. How did the uh, Panthers do? The Drury Panthers are one of the top 20 Division II teams in America. Central Missouri State is one of the top five teams in Division II in America. They're really, really good. The second time that Drury and Central Missouri have played, Central Missouri pinned Drury with their first loss of the season. And it was down here, and it was like 24-11 to 11 when they played in Ozark. Yesterday up in Warrensburg, it was 13-4 to 4 in Central Missouri. They're, and this is Drury scoring four runs in the first inning. Man. And then that was it. Central Missouri shut them down, and boy, they've got some big bats. They are really, really good. They're a national championship contender. So Drury does not come out victorious in that one, but that's a non-conference game. Uh, they do go back, they being Drury, back into conference play this weekend, hosting Rockhurst down in Ozark. So hey, things will get back to normal. Drury is very good. I don't think things are back to normal in Lawrence, Kansas just yet from all the pictures I've seen of my friends that live up there. and just have been, <laughs> I think they've been partying for five days straight. But there was an active sportsmanship in that game on Monday. And Kansas is getting a lot of uh, credos because of this, too. It was very subtle. Not, I'm no expert, but I noticed it when it happened, too. Late in the ballgame, in fact, there's under a minute to play, and Kansas has a one-point lead. And the big kid for North Carolina, Armando Baycott, went down with, it was obvious, he sprained his ankle and he wasn't going to be able to play. Well, here comes Kansas up court, five on four. Now, in hockey, that's a power play. It's a power play in basketball, too, except that you don't have that rule. Kansas could have gone in and put the game away. They didn't. The guard came up court, crossed the midcourt line, and slowed it down, gave Baycott time to get up and get back into position, that's when the officials can call timeout. They can't before. They're not allowed to. But once he got back into position, timeout called. Great act of sportsmanship by Kansas. It really was. But it's also one of those things where you want your team to win. You want them to win, <laughs> and you don't want any questions hanging over your head like, well, they could have done this differently. You don't want that. You just want to win. Uh, taken off our jerseys, and now we put on the jackets. <laughs> I've got a green one. Ned's got a gold one. Masters kick off this week. And what's the conditions like in uh, Augusta? It looks like it's going to be pretty good. Uh, today, they or actually earlier uh, this morning, they had some rain. But uh, it looks as though it's going to be pretty fair now. Uh, over the weekend, uh, some of that cold air that's coming in here is going to be filtering into Georgia. Now, everything is relative because this is, this is south Georgia and close to the coast. So it may not be quite as bitter as it is here. But it'll be cooler from what it has been. Nonetheless, those azaleas will be in bloom because the folks at Augusta make doggone sure they're going to be blooming. <laughs> they force them to bloom. That's part of the part of the appeal. But uh, Tiger Woods will win the thing. He has to win it because he's the only player competing. Oh, you mean there are other golfers in this thing? You'd never know it reading the media, believe me. Uh, being facetious, of course. But Woods uh, tees off at about, oh, 9.30 our time here in his first threesome. And more power to him. It's It's... A heck of a comeback on his part, 14 months after a terribly serious, almost critical. Almost fatal. And could almost have, fatal could, auto accident. And here he is coming back. Uh, whether or not he can make it through 72 holes over the hills and the, the valleys at Augusta, because it is a very tough, hilly course, um, remains to be seen. All the reports are that he has really played great in the practice rounds, but he's only played nine holes each time. This time he's got to walk 18 for four days on legs that have been compromised. See what happens. 
hope he doesn't let ego get in the way. And uh, the guy's a great player. But should the media be fawning over him the way they are? Not in, not in my opinion, but that's beside the point. Yeah, well, hopefully he's got a bottle of ibuprofen in his back pocket because <laughs> he is going to need it definitely after each day, that's for sure. Um, so, you know, it, we make the joke that that certain sports, hockey, baseball, and probably football, every team almost gets into the playoff. You could definitely say that about the NBA. So if a team doesn't make the playoffs – that's bad times, big time. And the Lakers not going to the playoffs. And a that's laser point, bad laser point shot of criticism coming their way from everybody, and this includes many of the players in the NBA. They said, "How? How can this be? This team was picked to battle for a national for an NBA championship. What is this? You've got guys like LeBron James, Carmelo Anthony, Russell Westbrook, Dwight Howard, all on that team." You know what they all are? Old. And injuries and ability to, to sustain things during the course of an 81-game season catches up with you. <laughs> One of the players said yesterday, hey, flaming out in the playoffs, that can happen. But not even making the playoffs? Shameful. And that is exactly what's happened to the Lakers. They do not qualify. And this is a team picked to contend for an NBA national championship. You have... the one of the best players of our era, LeBron James, playing for you, and you collapse like this. Yes, the criticism has been huge and probably merited because this is a team that really underachieved. NBA has kind of been in the process of changing the guard for a little bit, too, so we'll see. But like I said, everyone gets to go to the playoffs in the NBA, and if you don't, that means <laughs> you bad. did not do very good. <laughs> so uh, Notre Dame fans, love them. They are very passionate about their team. But when you piss them off, oh, dear Lord. And they are. This is not for this year, of course, but for next year because the 2023 football schedule for Notre Dame has a team on it. Let me let me go back into the background on this a little bit. Almost, I can't say every team because Notre Dame doesn't. Southern Cal doesn't. UCLA doesn't. There are other schools that do not. But many Division One or FBS teams have FCS teams, one AA teams, one game on their schedule. The Bears, for instance, playing Arkansas this year, played uh, Missouri in the past, and played a Division I team virtually every year. Last year was Oklahoma State, and the Bears almost beat Oklahoma State. So most of the Division I AA teams do have a 1A team on their schedule. Notre Dame had never has done this, never has done this. And their fans have said, oh, well, <laughs> We're above putting one of their teams on our schedule. Except that in 2023, Notre Dame does have a 1AA team. It's Tennessee State out of Nashville, historically black college, but in the Ohio Valley Conference. Tennessee State, for instance, this is where Dana Ford mm-hmm. coached in basketball before he came here to Missouri State. All right, Tennessee State is going to play Notre Dame in the second game of the season next year. And their <laughs> Notre Dame fans are saying... Heresy, you can't have this. Notre Dame opens the season next year, the 2023 season, in Dublin, Ireland. Going to play the Naval Academy in Dublin. This is a game that was originally scheduled back in the pandemic, and they had to postpone everything. So they're going to make it up next year, and then Notre Dame comes home to play Tennessee State. Oh, my goodness, the fans are in an uproar. Why? Come on, give them the payday. That's what the FCS teams need, for heaven's sake. 
I don't know. I can't see it that way. We're above something like that. I don't like that. I don't like that attitude at all. But uh, when you have an attitude like that, karma sometimes is a wheel and we'll come back and get you. So we'll see if uh, Tennessee State can get the dub against the uh, Fighting Irish on that day. Ned, you have a great day. Get that puffy jacket back on.